Yard. You got hey, and we're live. Super excited, CJ. How are you, buddy? I'm well, man. How are you, Rev? It's so great to see you again. Thanks great. for this opportunity to chat with you. I feel like every moment I can get with you is like the most important thing that I could be doing. Amen. I guess you don't have family. <laughs> Listen. Uh, CJ, Christopher Ramirez for, from Doghouse. I'm super excited you're here to join us today on, on how multi-unit brands successfully market at the local level. We are live on LinkedIn. We're also live on YouTube and we're live on Facebook. So if you happen to be watching. Wow. Okay. Live, here we go. We're super grateful for you here. If you want to comment or ask questions, you can. We'll pull you up on screen with that. There we go. We already got we already got a comment. Andrew's saying he I likes like hot dogs. You're in the right place. <laughs> we're talking about hot dogs today. Uh, and if you're watching this uh, on the record afterwards, you know, you can still comment. We'd love to hear from you. So, CJ, for those that people that don't know what Doghouse is, can you tell them what Doghouse is? We're an award-winning, um, fast, casual um, concept known for our gourmet hot dogs, gourmet sausages, and gourmet burgers. Why are they gourmet? Because they're chef inspired. We don't only work with our amazing culinary team here at Doghouse, headed by um, Hagab Girgosi and one of our three founding partners, and also Adam Gertler that everyone knows from the Food Network. But we get to work with amazing chefs around the world um, that come in and collaborate with us. And if I start name dropping, it would sound like I'm bragging, but I'd love to have more time to share all those names one day. But you can go to uh, kick, kick Ass um, Chefs and uh, learn about who we're working with. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. That, that is awesome. How long has the brand been around? We've been around since 2010. We were founded in Pasadena, California. Um, it's pretty amazing that we're one of the um, local brands here that has helped to make Pasadena as famous as it is. Um, and uh, we have 50 locations now. We're across the nation. Uh, the majority of our brands are in California. About 52% of our locations are in California, but we're soon to have five on the eastern uh, coastline. We currently have three, so we're growing well, pretty quickly. Let's, let's get you in New York City or North Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> More dogs. Yeah. We're, we're upstate right now. We're upstate right now in Clifton Park. All right. God bless. Well, I got to get in the car. All right. Well, listen, we got a half hour to talk here. We've already burned two and a half minutes of it. <laughs> Please tell us, CJ, you are the, you're, you're an international man of mystery and hot dogs. How do you successfully market at the local level? Well, um, I think it goes back to where we started. We started in Pasadena. Pasadena is a family community. Uh, most people might know us for the uh, famous football game. They might know us for the famous stadium. They might know us for the famous parade on New Year's Day. All of that has been really um, created out of the desire to work, um, you know, with family, um, supporting family, and, and just kind of the community. Uh, Pasadena has a lot of great things that I can talk about. Um, one of the things is probably unknown is that we have a lot of nonprofits. And so we grow up with service in mind, um, everyone who grows up here in Pasadena. And therefore, the community is super, super important. So why wouldn't it be for a restaurant, right? Our first two locations are in Pasadena. Um, one is near the Pasadena City College, and the other one is here in the heart of um, downtown, which is called Old Town Pasadena. And so it's really about getting into your community, being a vital um, member of it, uh, wherever you can lend a hand, you get involved. And so for us, it just started with sponsorships in the early days, right? Getting out there, supporting the local schools, public, private, 
um, any kind of uh, opportunity that was in sporting events uh, and just saturating yourself within the community. Um, fast forward to uh, where we are today post-COVID, technology has definitely made a big part of that. So we're, um, we would begin with segmentation, right? Segmenting not only the neighborhoods that you're um, servicing, but also then the preferences of your individual customers and then um, remarketing them um, by sharing what you're doing for them and, and uh, the things that are in line with their preferences. And so we use SMS, email. Um, we, we even use TV, radio, and outdoor now. Believe it or not, it's crazy, right? Before it was part of mass and you wouldn't want to use them because they were just, you'd have to buy a gazillion billboards and um, pay a lot of money to be able to be in the outdoor space or the mass space. But um, in LA, our brand is really preferred by um, a lot of the people that probably pass through Pasadena and talk about us. So we've got great word of mouth and we're invited on local TV all the time. Um, and then of course, in the world as we know for outdoor or mass, um, there are a lot of remnants out there. And so people come to us and say, hey, look, there's this weird opportunity for three weeks. Are you willing to do something? And we're like, sure. You know, six weeks, sure. So we've just hustled and we've kept our ear to the ground and we've reacted. We've been able to um, pretty much say yes to almost everything that comes our way <laughs> over the 10 years. Let's let's talk about you just literally gave like the, the entire playbook in like two minutes. Like, hey, do this, do this, this. Let, let, let's let's break it down a little bit. Let's talk about the whole community. Sure. And I think that's incredible. That's amazing. Right. Like. If if you are a part of the community, those people love you, and that is location based marketing at its finest. But how, from a you know from a location level, a location perspective, do you like empower GMs to make those decisions? Oh, great question. Things like how do you make that happen? So you make it happen um, by choosing your right the right partners, right? So Doghouse is a franchisor at the end of the day. We we own one corporate location. Um, and the rest are franchisee owned and operated. So first you make the right choice by bringing someone onto your team that's passionate about your brand. One of the things that we've been able to benefit from since uh, day one of franchising, which is 2012, is when we started hitting the streets, is by people recognizing that we do things completely different than at that time, at that time, traditional franchisors. And so they were looking for something that was a little bit different. So it was a, it was all about a good fit in the beginning. And then, of course, after you establish that good fit, uh, you've got that business partner, if you will. Um, the next thing is then the training, right? I mean, it's their GM, it's their AGM, it's their shift lead. It goes all the way down through that entire process. So for us, it begins there um, after we have the business partner, and then it's the tools you use to educate them, it's 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 hands-on. It's get working shoulder to shoulder. It's um, staying in frequent communication with those individuals to make sure that they're up on the latest and greatest. Uh, we do that through conference calls. Uh, operations is talking to um, our our system uh, once a month. Marketing is talking to our system once a month. After two weeks after that, so every two weeks we're we're on a national conference call. Uh, we use technology for gamification. I think when you and I were in uh, Dallas, I was talking to you about One Huddle um, and what they've got going on there. Um, that is an amazing tool. It, it gamified the, the transfer of knowledge process 
uh, where, you know, I'm an older guy and our franchisees tend to be older guys, but guys and gals, we, our very first franchisee, by the way, was a female and it's awesome. She's so much fun working with Diana Ramos, by the way, she owns the Burbank location and she's been crushing it since day one. So that's a great um, case study for another conversation. But the fact of the matter is that the way that we can be effective in communicating to younger individuals, younger generations is through the gamification. And we're super stoked just this Monday, we announced internally and announced it Tuesday on our national call that all of our gamification is now gonna be bilingual. So we're in English and Spanish now. So it's, the, it's a tool that lets us reach, obviously from the um, GM all the way through to back of house. And now that it's in two languages, we're really ensuring that people get our mission, if you will, right? Which is to serve the community amazing food on a regular basis. That is awesome. All right. So if, if a franchisee, somebody's coming and wants to buy, become a franchisee, yep. it's kind of ingrained in the system. Hey, we're community-based. If you're not a community-based person and you don't want to run a community-based organization, this isn't the right opportunity for you, right? 100%. So it's, it's all about the mindset that they enter in as, right? It's, it's part of the brand. It's super, yeah, it's full important. disclosure from the beginning. You know, one of the things we've always said, 2012, 2013, probably even louder, was all cards on the table. Here's what we get. And oh, by the way, here's what you don't get from us, right? We were still a young brand and we had people coming in that were multi-unit operators with multiple brands. And... It was interesting. They saw um, the tip of the iceberg, right? They saw that, wow, this is a unique opportunity for me. And, and oh, by the way, because I run all these other operations, I have a good feeling as to how I would extend it all the way through. And, and in a true partnership, we've learned a lot from our franchisees over the last um, 10 going on 11 years. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's let's move into the digital arena now, because like that, that's a hard thing to teach people. That's a culture piece. Right. I mean, it touches. Yeah. Now, you said that you use using email, you're using text, you're using a number of, of digital uh, communication platforms to yep. in your audience. All right. So I'm going to break that down. The conversation is how do you successfully market at the local level? And what you're saying is when you market one to one, you are marketing at the local level. Right. 100%. And it's not only in um, what you push out, right? It's obviously what people are saying to you because one-to-one implies a, a, unique, excuse me, a unique conversation. So let's not forget the importance of reputation management. Hey, Rev, did you know that Doghouse One uh, was recognized as one of the top 10 reputation management companies or brands for those under 50 locations? That is awesome. I don't know where those kind of awards came from, but that is awesome. Let, that let's... came from a chat meter. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, they did a national survey. But here's the thing that I think is really interesting. When, when we started, Yelp was the world, right? Yelp was everything for, for local reputation or for reputation management. And then, of course, by location. We always said that we wanted to respond to every single um, inbound comment right? Positive or negative. And everyone told me that it was impossible. Well, this award recognized us at 99% response rate, the highest out of anybody in the survey for those over 50, under 50, whatever, 
Like that I'm really super proud of. And that's because everyone gets buy-in, right? We have some locations that manage their own reputation management. We get corporate managed certain other locations. Um, so as a team, everyone has bought in and this is what's really helped us. So I think, yes, email, SMS, um, reputation management, and then let's not forget the value of hyper-local social media. Awesome. Let, that, I want to break in. Let, let's stick on reputation management for a second. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so from your perspective, why is reputation management so important? It's so funny. I have a huge meeting tomorrow to talk about this because it was one of the things that has made almost a, a full 180 turn in the company, right? And that is Reputation management gives you insight into what your secret shopper report would give you on a monthly basis, but it gives it to you every day on the hour, around the clock, 24 hours a day, right? So you kind of have to staff up that part of the company to be able to listen to what's going on. Then you take that data and you share it with operations and you improve the customer service um, aspect of the company and you share it with marketing and then you improve the customer journey aspect of the company. So it really is the lifeblood, I think, today. After after you uh, make a commitment to a menu, right, how are you going to build it, the operational components all the way through, uh, let's not kid ourselves. At the end of the day, it's all about the customer journey. Is it seamless and does it deliver on your brand promise? And reputation management is going to give you that insight in a very brutal and honest way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I think if I polled 100 restaurant marketers and asked them if, you know, responding to reviews and is an important piece of customer service, they're all going to say yes, right? Of course they're going to say yes. But does yes. anybody actually do it? That's to be determined. Like, Correct. How do you, and listen, I would also say like, look, if I was in your restaurant and I said I had a great time, you would say thank you. And if I was in your restaurant and I said I had a bad time, you would do something about it. You should do the same thing online. That's what reputation management is. And everybody would say yes, but then they don't do it. So why don't they do 100%, 100%. it? 100%. 100%. You know, look at, I was looking off screen to my scratch monitor because one of the companies, I will not mention their name just because it's not Doghouse, um, is in this top 10 and their review response rate is zero. So the range is from zero to 99 and you can be in a top 10. Right. The, re the reason why is because, well, our national average is a 4.3. Theirs is a 4.4. So there are two things that are super important, right? It's the ranking that you get for your locations. And then it's the customer's experience. Right. So the so the ranking is going to help you with um, first time trials. The customer, the, 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 the review response rate is going to help you with repeat business. So we, you've talked about it forever on so many different platforms, the value of the first time trial, right? But, or, or no, sorry, the cost of the first time trial. Yeah, acquisition's the hard. value, yes, and the value of the repeat customer, lifetime value is far more important. So we've, we've stacked on reputation management for that reason specifically. Of course, we're aggressive in, um, in first time trial as well. That's awesome. So you 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 understand reputation management. You prioritize reputation management. You've explained the value to the entire organization of reputation yep. management. You've operationalized reputation management. Yeah. You've won awards, clearly, right? And so, like, you get the whole thing. Like, it totally makes sense why this is so and so important. How do you um, 
And you said you use Chatmeter, right? Do you want it for, for yeah, those? Yeah, we're using Chatmeter. There are many out there. There are many out there. Uh, again, there are many platforms out there. And um, we use Chatmeter because our entry into the space was based upon reputation management. And at the time when we made that platform decision, right, because it's technology, that was the best tool for our workflow. Totally happy with it. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying like there, uh, every company needs to go out there and review what's going to be right for them. There, there, there's Meltwater, there's Soshi, there, there, and there are many more, right? And you, you know many. I mean, you, you could rattle them all off in the hierarchy of the way you prefer them. Um, again, for us, we're using Chatmeter at Dogos. That is awesome. Well, listen, you know, it's, you're talking about acquisition, you're talking about retention, and, and I think that's incredible. Let, let's move on. Reputation super important. I'm glad that that was the first thing you want to dive into because I'm a firm believer, right? And it's easy. It's not hard, right? You just have to operationalize it. All right, let's move on. All right, so you said that you are also doing, um, you're doing a lot of email and texting, right? You're doing communication and, and segmentation. Talk to me about segmentation how you guys do that and how like uh, you know clue a look into your segmentation yeah I, I, again <laughs> true to our nature everything you know all cards on the table we're new to segmentation now let me tell you why we're new to segmentation we're actually super lucky that we have what i believe to be the most amazing customers which i prefer and we now system-wide call fans Okay, so we have people who truly believe in what we do and, and are become guard dogs or watchdogs for us because they'll let us know when someone's kind of knocked us off in a local area. They're like, hey, this kind of looks like a doghouse thing. And it's <laughs> like, it's, it's our own secret shopper, like, you know, troop out there. It's, it's pretty amazing. So we're, we're late to the game of segmentation. However, we've always understood it. And I think our first segmentation was local area marketing, right? Like understanding how um, in, in, a, in a concentrated area here in Los Angeles, we've got Burbank, we've got North Hollywood, you know, we've got locations that are so close to each other, Canoga Park, Thousand Oaks. Each one of those communities is re uniquely different. One might show up with a print ad to claim an offer. The other one might show up with their mobile device Right. So you have to understand segmentation by technology and preferences, but then you have to drill down even deeper into what part of the menu do they like? So we've done it the old fashioned way. We've pulled the data from the POS. We've downloaded, you know, created Excel sheets. We get, understand what's going on. We use our, you know, our online ordering environment. We're with Olo. They provide some amazing data in there for us. We cross segment that or reference that to our POS data that's, you know, pulling out the daily reports and stuff. So it's been a very tedious process, which has sparked, I was in your ear for that entire conference, right? Like, what do, what are, what do you recommend for uh, segmentation? What tools do I use? Um, and you made, a, you made a recommendation. You made a recommendation to Bicky. And uh, I've been in great conversations with Bicky. I mean, that, they're so awesome. And we've been talking to them for years and it's great to see that they're still in this space. And so we're, we're, we're advancing with them and we're learning more about our POS, what they can provide in segmentation. I think, again, that's another personal preference. Wherever you are as a brand in your own evolution um, will lead you to specific tools, right? Because there are super powerful tools that are super also very expensive. Um, and then there are those that help you get your toe into the water and then you can decide what works best for you. So for us, old fashioned Excel. Oh, God bless. Uh, 
and, and again, you know, trying to hear hear between the lines, right? It sounds to me like you have a deep understanding of your customer's journey and you're trying to manage all of the touch points that match in the customer's journey at the time they're having whatever touch point, right? Absolutely, that that is essential. I mean, I think that we can do a better job at understanding our customer journey, but but I believe everybody can, right? I mean, I just, yesterday, I think it was announced in RB Daily, the podcast that uh, um, Chipotle won like the best customer journey app for online ordering. And I was like, hmm, maybe I need to order a burrito and see what that's like, right? <laughs> Research. Be be because, yes, of course. I mean, that's the only way that we're constantly learning. And I love the fact that you and others in our space are constantly bringing data, you know, and throwing it at us, especially people like me that lead marketing charges, it, it, it's, it's a great way for us to stay in touch with what's going on out there and to be influenced by it. I mean, I think when you copy something, you lose your authenticity and the connection to your own brand, but certainly there's nothing wrong with being influenced and motivated by other brands that are in your space or even out of your space. Awesome. All right. So what is another way that you manage the customer journey or what other customer journey customers are important to you? What other customer touchments? Well, I mean, because we're so big on reputation management, I think, are we only talking about technology? No. Because front of house, oh, front of house to me, front of house. To, so I used to work at Disney. Um, I was on the publication side, Discover Magazine. So that's a little bit off the, the culture, but I, it's still part of the engine that makes Disney as great as they, they are today. And so, um, the person that's leading the charge here at Doghouse that uh, for reputation management now, because we're focusing on customer service, has come from Disney and as part of the Disney U. So we're bringing that customer service of like the happiest place on the planet to be able to hit the very first person that you'll speak to at Doghouse, which is our front of house. The, the cashier or maybe a greeter. So I think that's a touch point that has been ignored. Why? Because COVID shut everything down, right? Because you've been working with a thin staff, because everyone's been cranky, because everyone is exhausted. So it's time to staff up. As I know that there's a staffing problem, we're dealing with that and we're trying to work around it. Certain states are, doing, are more recovered than others. But when you create an environment that is post-COVID pleasant, I mean, you're already ahead of the game, right? I mean, come on, you've been in restaurants where you're like, man, am I still eating in like a closet, right? <laughs> they, still have, they still have tables stacked up, they still have plastic on stuff, you know, but you're just like so eager to get out and, and eat out and, and try new foods, right? And support the community, right? Of course, we're always out there in support of one another. But when it's not a pleasant environment, you're like, why do I want to come back? Why, why weren't these people nice to me? You know, we used to say this during COVID when we had to wear masks all the time. And, and, and in some areas we still do just because we feel like that's the preference of the area. Um, but that's smile through the mask, smile into the eyes. People got to see it. They got to hear it, the tone of your voice. So I think the uh, most important place right now is going to be the actual physical experience face-to-face -face experience, mask-to-mask -mask experience, along with the technology, of course, 100%. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I often say that marketing in the restaurant business is a handshake with operations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like 100%, super important. Well, remember, I was telling you, 
this is a longer story and I know we're, we're, we're getting short on time, but we, about 18 months ago, um, we created a new department here at Dogcast and we called it Markerations, right? Combination of marketing and operations and merged it together because marketing was driving, driving, driving. We were able to get our loyal fans and customers to provide word of mouth to also bring in first time trial, but we were missing a couple beats and we're like, hmm, what's going on? And we were able to connect it to the customer experience. So we thought we needed to get in line with operations and we formed Markerations. It's a, it's a small team. Um, me, the, the, the director of operations, um, and then two of the founding partners um, joined us months afterwards because they saw that something was happening and they wanted to be a part of this and learn about it as well as so how it was very dynamic. Um, so it went from a three time a week, half an hour meeting to three time, one hour meeting, right? Um, and, and it's really proven to pay dividends because we've come so close. We've, we're now so much closer together than we ever were that we think if we do this, what has to happen before we deploy, which ensures a great customer experience. That's awesome, man. It's incredible. It doesn't surprise me either. And anybody that's been to a doghouse, it'll probably make sense, right? Okay, so we've talked about community, right? We've talked yep. about segmentation. We talked about reputation management. We talked about ex on on-premise experience being part of marketing, right? What about acquisition? How, what, what kind of, how do you acquire? How are you acquiring new guests, again, at the local level? Like, how are you making yeah. sure every store has a stream of guests walking in to eat the hot dogs? So we have what we call local area marketing playbook, part one and part two. And that, again, is a lot to talk about in the remaining five minutes. However, <laughs> um, the very first thing that we did, because we're like in our week four of post-COVID and the way the company thought about it. We were 66 weeks in COVID. Now we're post four, four weeks. And, and, and my point of view is um, whatever we were doing before COVID can't be what we do after COVID. We've had to learn a lot in the last 66 weeks and it must be applied, right? But what's the constant? putting your food in front of your potential customer, right? So we like to say putting wieners in people's mouths, right? <laughs> if we can do that, they're going to love our product because it's an amazing product. And they're going to come back and experience it inside of our four walls. So food drops are huge. You must, I mean, think about it. We're in the restaurant business. We understand, right? So the, the, the least expensive way to win over a customer is food cost. Not buying media, but food cost. The actual immediate experience of your product with a bounce back, right? Hey, try this. Love for you to bring in two, four, six, eight, wherever you're, wherever you are. Car dealership, bring in 12, you know, a uh, small office, bring in four on me. I'm CJ, come on in. I'm the GM, love to host you. Come on in, let me know, I'll take care of you. When they have that pleasant, warm, friendly neighborhood experience with the environment of what Doghouse presents, we do pretty well. That's awesome. Of Go course, ahead. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'll say, and of course, we have lead generation campaigns that we're running in Facebook and Instagram and, and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So With attribution and then pixels and measuring the yeah. walkthrough and, and all that other stuff. But, yeah. but, but yeah. doing the food drops, being part of food festivals, going out and letting people enjoy your food is 
immediately is uh, is always more productive for us. That is awesome. So so if somebody knows you, chances of you having coupons for free hot dogs in your pocket is pretty high. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was passing them out at our Dallas conference, right? I, I have one on my desk. If if I was at home, I'd be flashing it right now to prove your point that like that is absolutely what you do. So. But listen, here's the testimonial, right? To remember Kirk Hermanson, our uh, franchisee in Dallas, right? He has two locations, Richardson and Arlington. And he was by plus one at the conference because we, we were speaking at the conference. And um, he's like, you know, everyone's super excited about doghouse. I mean, I think I'm going to bring in like 100 dogs. It was and then awesome. he called his, he, yeah, he, he, called, he called his location and they're like, uh, we're pretty slammed on morning orders. How's about 50? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like all right so he was willing to go twice uh what we did but um that's the mentality of our franchisees every single one of them only him call out because that was in the area that we were there together but every single franchisee feels the same way that is awesome and it's true people walked out of the conference and there's a you know a full table of doghouse and everybody's eyes lit up and yeah people together and like i guarantee if you ask everybody at that conference, like, oh, what were your five favorite moments? Like, probably that came in. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was good. Well, I'd CJ like to believe Doghouse. that to be very true. Yeah, sorry, oh. Rev. Go on. No, I was going to say, CJ from Doghouse has been an incredible conversation. You know, I think you're an incredible leader. It's an incredible brand. And you shared thank some you. incredible thank tips you. today. So I want to say thank you on behalf of, of my learning today, but also anybody that watched this live and that is watching it on the recording. So what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to ask you any more questions? Um, honestly, I think my email address, cj at doghouse.com, I get a ton. So, um, you know, allow me a couple of days or just find me on LinkedIn. Super easy. That's nice because it's organized in message categories and I respond to everybody. Awesome. Well, CJ, we're all in this together. We're all in this together, Rev. So, you know, we, we've got to, we've got to cross pollinate. It's super important. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day, buddy. Thank you. Have a great one. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.